Hello and welcome to Hey, Remember the 80s? I'm Joe. I'm Carrie. Welcome back, everyone. We're so excited people actually heard the first episode after weeks and weeks of trying to get it off the ground. So I just wanted to say thank you to anyone who listened and had feedback or ideas for us in the future. Yeah, so we are recording this. Our first episode has been live for like three or four days, I think. And we've been getting a lot of positive feedback. It's awesome. But we just want to remind everybody up top that we're just amateurs. We're not music critics. We're just a bunch of spazzes talking about 80s music. So give us a break. I do want to give one special thank you out of all the people that have been so supportive to the podcast to my um, dear friend, Mike. Michael, who was actually the first person to listen to the podcast and give us feedback. And we both really appreciate that. And so we just wanted to give him a real special shout out. Thank you, Michael. Joe, I want to tell you that I don't know if you've been looking, but I just checked the current results of the trash or treasure poll on our Twitter and I'm shook. This was the poll about uh, whether John Waits Missing You was trash or treasure. There's still time left to vote, but I, at this moment, I don't even know what to say. Yeah, your your vote will be worthless because <laughs> there's just so many votes for treasure. So really, don't even bother because I'm, yeah, it's No, treasure. I need my trash heads. Anybody that is in my camp on thinking that Missing You by John Waite is trash, need you to voice your opinion at our Twitter, which is at HRT80S. And I will just acknowledge that Twitter is a total hellscape. So if you are engaging with us on Twitter, I appreciate it all the more. But please, I need you guys to speak out against this travesty of justice, which is Missing You by John Waite. It's too late. Just save your energy. It's it's treasure. And I did just find out John Waite will be performing in St. Louis in about a month. So maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll go to that show. Maybe I'll... Live maybe report we'll get, Right. Ex- exclusive interview. I'll ask him all the backstage secrets of paper dolls. Gosh, of course. That's exactly what everyone's been clamoring for. Right. Sure. Yeah. Oh, also one thing, uh, Joe, is that we have uh, created playlists on Spotify of both of our top 40s of the 80s lists, which we talked about in our first episode. So if you're interested in seeing our full lists and not just the top five, that's on Spotify. We Our username on there is also HRT80S. I'm not super spotify savvy so i'm not sure how to find people on there but um do your best (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i tweeted a link too again back to twitter i tweeted a link from our twitter so you can find that to get to us on spotify and we also have a playlist of the songs that we talk about in each episode that we'll keep updating so for anything that you are not familiar with you can find it on spotify after the episode drops so Ah, lots of news up front. I did want to say that one of the songs that will be on that playlist was from Songs That Time Forgot segment, where it was, my pick was Steel Breeze, You Don't Want Me Anymore. Yes. And I I have to ask, did you watch the video like I asked you to? Yes, Joe, I did. So, uh, (laughs) your thoughts, please? Well, my first thought, Joe, is that I'm angry that you made me watch it. But (laughs) my second thought is that ultimately i this was a a good thing to see from the 80s and remember that this is what life was like i mean this is an absolutely bonkers video that makes no sense i mean those were those are state-of-the-art visual (laughs) effects i mean it's got everything it's got a guy 
falling into a pool and then like the re- reverse footage where he gets out of the pool and he's electrocuted with his yeah. guitar was top notch. Explain to me because the video starts in modern day and then goes back in time. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then when it's back in time, mm-hmm. there's flashbacks happening to earlier back in time. I'm just like, can we, why did we start in modern day? Like, why didn't we just mm-hmm. set this video in the olden mm-hmm. days or whatever it was? Yeah, I'm I'm not sure I understand the question because I think you're trying to think there's some sort of logic <laughs> behind the video or the yeah. plot. You've got to just throw all that out the window. I think so. So, okay. yes, everyone, please. We'll tweet a link, link to the video. Yeah, yes. we, we will definitely put a link to the video. The other thing that was so absurd about the video, last thing I'll say, is that there are credits at the end. This is a three-minute video. Yeah. No one needs to know who directed this and I, who produced it and where it was shot. <laughs> I mean, actually, I, I am happy that they did the credits. Now I know who to blame. <laughs> I guess you're right. And I won't oh. let you have the last word about this video because the lead singer is so sexy. Oh, yeah, he is. That's another thing I wanted to say. He looks like a mix of Emilio Estevez and oh. Michael Douglas. <laughs> Dave turned it on. Well, the video played last night and my husband goes, well, it's cool. They got a young Michael Douglas to star in this. (laughs) That's why we're best friends. I I had to Google it later to make sure they didn't hire an actor to play the lead singer. But that's him. But I see now that they're a wedding band and they have a female lead singer. Oh, okay. Yes, I don't know what happened to him. Well, I don't know. I keep on rocking in the free world, Steel Breeze. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Well, our first segment today, Joe, is something that comes from your brain. So why don't you announce it to everyone? Yeah, sure. I'll take the blame for this one. So I think it's... Okay. So the first thing I have to say is that when I listened to the American Top 40 countdown nonstop for that year and a half when I started my 80s obsession, that's a lot of information to take in all at once. It was almost like... like one of those concentrated courses for languages, like immersive or whatever. Sure. You know what I'm trying yep. to say? I got it. Yep. So one thing I'm thinking of when I'm listening to these 80s, because one day you'll hear 82 and then later on you'll hear 86 back and forth. You know, it's not linear. So I'm thinking there were a lot of lead singers named Paul who had a lot of hits in the 80s and I had a hard time keeping track of them. So I one day just decided to write a chart talk about each Paul, what they were famous for, their hits, and I sent it to Carrie, unannounced, unwanted probably. (laughs) I mean, it's a little surprising when you get a piece of paper in the mail that's titled Know Your Pauls and has some details about different Pauls of the 80s. You know, on the one hand, you're sort of like, wow, like this is crazy. But on the other hand, you're like, but also useful because exactly right, Joe. I mean, it these Pauls get confusing. They really do. And I'm I'm not even gonna so we're we're gonna talk about know your Pauls, but yep. I'm not we're not putting Paul McCartney in this because everyone oh, knows everyone who he knows. is. That's that's A. B is that his eighties hits were not memorable. I'm sorry. They they weren't good. I prefer John Lennon's eighties solo hit. I prefer Julian Lennon's solo eighties hits to Paul McCartney's. 
I, I'm on board with that. I, the minute you said it, I started to try to think of them. The only one that comes to my mind for Paul McCartney is Spies Like Us. Oh, why so. did you say it? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, well. <laughs> you so, opened the door. Right, I did. And shut it and talk about the other Pauls who had hits in the 80s. Yeah. Um, so we're going to start with Paul Carrick, who Joe dubbed the band slut. So blame Joe for any slut shaming we have oh, going on here. Sh- but... <laughs> Paul Carrick's career started way back in the 70s. He was the lead singer on Ace, who had a song called How Long, which I'm sure everybody, if you heard it, you'd know it. You might recognize that song from every grocery store you've set foot into since the beginning of time. That is exactly right. I know that song because my dad made me put it on a mix for him one time. And you told me about that once in (laughs) the very beginning. And you mistakenly said a different Paul was singing this song. So then Paul Carrick went uh, to Roxy Music. And after that, he went to Squeeze a great band that didn't have a lot of hits on the chart, but was awesome. And you should check them out. The biggest song for squeeze that Paul Carrick sang on was called tempted, which went to number 49 in 1981. But I bet you people listening to this podcast, like me, remember it from the reality bite soundtrack because it was remixed and overdubbed for that uh, soundtrack in 1994. He also did session work with the Smiths and the Pretenders. I think, Joe, I'm starting to agree with you. He definitely was a band slut. Right. But... He basically walked into a recording studio and like would knock on doors <laughs> like, what's going on in here, guys? Where's the party? Hey. <laughs> but he ended up with Mike and the Mechanics in 1985 and sang lead on a couple of their big hits, including Silent Running and Living Years. But I want to make sure everyone knows about his big solo hit, Don't Shed a Tear, which was from 1987. This was actually on my top 40. It was number 38 on my top 40. It is not on the Spotify list because it was literally the only song out of all of my and Joe's top 40 that was not on um, Spotify. So you'll have to YouTube it or something. But Don't Shed a Tear is a great song. One of my favorites. Know your Paul's Paul Carrick for Don't Shed a Tear. You know, a lot of people don't probably know that Paul Carrick sang lead on Mike and the Mechanics songs. I didn't. I just, when I was a kid, I thought it was Mike. You know, the only person I ever knew was the dude from Genesis. That was Mike Rutherford, right? That was his name. It was, yeah. And I really, I somehow I think I knew that even when I was like eight. Like, my dad must have told me or something. (laughs) But speaking of Mike and the Mechanics, so when Paul Carrick was not singing lead, they picked another Paul, and his name was Paul Young, and I've dubbed him the second fiddle because really his claim to fame was sharing lead singer duties in Mike and the Mechanics with Paul Carrick. So I guess when Paul Carrick was, you know, out with other bands doing whatever they wanted, Paul Young would step in. He sang lead on All I Need is a Miracle. All I need is a miracle. All I need is a miracle. 
and Taken In, which is one of my faves. show i love taken in too it's one of my favorite yes it is a classic and he's also sang on nobody's perfect but that only hit number 63 unfortunately and paul young had a heart attack and passed away in 2000 oh paul young Mm -hmm. i don't know mike and the mechanics you know we won't get into them too much because i know we have a listener out there that will throw her radio against the wall if we get too far down the genesis mike and the mechanic rabbit hole Mm -hmm. but i think they're underrated they've been forgotten they had a Mm -hmm. lot of great ones but don't get this paul young confused with paul young the cover king he uh, probably maybe the most famous paul on this list i think so yeah yeah he had a string of hits that were all covers like come back and stay every time you go away oh girl he also had some rando songs like love of the common people and uh, one of my uh favorite obscure 80s hits i'm gonna tear your playhouse down which uh i was just listening to before we started recording and it reminds me of bat dance (laughs) oh are you talking about the strings part i think i'm talking about just this random like kind of shouting that feeling you get like you're confused and something's happening in your ear holes but you're not sure what it is looked it up and i'm gonna tear your playhouse down was 1985 so maybe prince you know stole from paul young who knows to me when i hear those strings every time me and dave hear that song to me it sounds like that part in paula abdul's cold hearted like during the bridge when ah. it's like dun, 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 dun. Okay, so our last Paul is... It's Paul Davis, and he was the chameleon because he adapted a lot of styles. So actually, you'll have to go back to the mid-1970s when he was a country singer, and he had a hit with Ride'em Cowboy and his 1978 hit, I Go Crazy. So then, you know, he went from country to kind of yacht rock and then kind of blue-eyed soul. He had a song called Cool Night, in 1982, which hit number 11. And I think his one of his biggest hits was 65 Love Affair in 1982. And then he went back to country. And then this Paul Davis passed away of a heart attack in 2008. Yeah, so we've lost two of these Pauls to heart attacks. Paul Carrick and Paul Young, the cover king, please take care of yourselves. <laughs> Check get your cholesterol checked. <laughs> Paul Davis definitely, when I don't know, I feel like literally every 
countdown you hear from like 1981 or 1982 has a Paul Davis song in it. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I have that feeling, but he definitely was smooth rocker or soft rock, I guess is what they called it back then. Carrie, at this time, I'd like to ask you to put your notes away for the polls because I've created a special pop quiz for Know Your Polls. And you'll now be graded. So close your books, turn your phone upside down, whatever you need to do. Oh, boy. Whoa. Okay. I think I'm ready. Okay. All right. So question number one, this Paul had a hit in the late 80s with the song One Good Reason. Oh, boy. I got to guess that that is Paul Young, the cover. No, it was Paul Carrick, your boo. God dang it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. Question two. This Paul had a country hit with Ride 'em Cowboy, which was later covered by Juice Freakin' Newton. (laughs) Well, I think there was only one that did country songs, and that was Paul Davis, right? Yep. You got it. Yeah. Good for you. All right. Well, this Paul is famous for exclaiming, The British are coming. The British are coming. Oh, um, I think that was Paul Revere. Yes, it is. I'm throwing all the Pauls in the mix. So nothing's off limits. This person babysat me in the mid 80s and was showing off the features on his new VCR by playing an episode of Solid Gold that he had taped with Laura Branigan right when she was shaking her fanny for the camera. He put it on (laughs) slow-mo. Oh, my God. I... I'm sure you've told me this story, but I don't remember the gentleman's name, and maybe we shouldn't out him to the larger population. It was my uncle, Paul. And I don't know if I told you that story before, but it deserves to be heard. It explains a lot, Joe, about you and about your life. So You know what? I'll give you that point, and we'll move on to number five. This Paul assaulted everyone's eardrums in the mid-80s with spies like us. Ooh, Paul McCartney. I didn't even know this was coming. I know. And finally, (laughs) this Paul hit number one with a Hall & Oates cover. Ooh, wow. Well, okay, now I'm going to guess Paul Young, the cover king. You had a 50% chance if you guessed Paul Young on that, but you are correct. (laughs) Yay! Which one was that? Every Time You Go Away. That was a Hall & Oates song? It was. It was like an album cut. I don't think it was a single, but it was on one of their albums from, I believe, 81 or 82. Jeez. We can even surprise each other about 80s. Yes, I'm living for it. (laughs) But don't go back and listen to the original by Holland Oates because I got to give it to Paul Young on this one. He really did something good. There's no bueno? Mm-mm. All right. Well, I'll check them out and uh, I'll give you my thoughts offline. Please do, Yes. All right. Our next segment is something that we're calling Leave It in the 80s. And these are songs that, I don't know, maybe haven't aged well or... They're, I, these songs are problematic now and they need yeah. to be dealt with. <laughs> that is true. And I don't know what else we could start this segment with except for the song called Into the Night by Benny Mardonis. Now, this song is really unique in 80s lore because it actually charted in 1980. It peaked at number 11 and spent 20 weeks in the charts. But then in 1989, some weird L.A. DJ added it to his playlist, and it became a hit again, spending 37 weeks in the chart and peaking at number 20, which, I mean, this is just crazy because this song is cuckoo. Let me tell you, 
Joe's probably going to drop a clip here. She's just 16 years old. Leave her alone, they say. Separated by fools who don't know what love is yet. You've just heard the opening to that song, which basically is about some guy going after a girl who's 16 years old. And I want to tell everybody that Benny Mardones was 33 when this song first became a hit. When it first became a hit. So how old was he when it took off again later? Uh, Nine I don't even years know. Older. I don't want to do that math. And the video... Oh, the video makes the innuendo basically explicit because it opens with him being met at a door by a bearded man who literally says to him, she's just 16 years old, leave her alone. And <laughs> this does not stop him. He walks around the house and stares at her through a window and then calls her from a payphone. And then somehow the video turns into him going into her bedroom window and taking her on a magic carpet ride. So I don't even know where to start. I mean, it's like uh, disgusting. And how did this ever get made? How did the video ever get made? How did it ever become a hit twice? I mean, this is the kind of stuff that in our day and age it gets you, you know. Canceled. <laughs> yes, canceled and taken uh, taken to court in Chicago like R. <laughs> Kelly. So <laughs> Benny Mardones is probably hiding out in a bunker somewhere. Under a magic carpet. Yeah. <laughs> Just like praying everyone forgets about this song. Yeah. Classic. Like, no. You have to wonder, like. Like, how, like, it's so rare for a song to become a hit again. Mm-hmm. So what is so special about this song? And my favorite thing is thinking about that video. Was that video filmed in 80 when it was originally a hit? Do you know? I believe so, yes. Because I can't imagine MTV would want to show a nine-year-old video, Yeah, you know, in 1989. But then their option was like, well, let's just film a new video. What does this Benny guy look like now? Well, he's 41. Nope. I think I told you once, too, Joe, that, like, I I think it was, you know, those random like compilation love CDs, CDs yeah, mm-hmm. that you can find every once in a while that have stupid titles or whatever. And one time I there was like a CD that said like best wedding songs or something and this song was on it and I I did it was like I could not process the information. I was just yeah. like this is so far from an appropriate song for a wedding i i cannot even believe this so i I would grab my present from the table (laughs) and take it home with me and never speak to the couple again unfortunately this is a going to be a common theme in this segment leaving the 80s because a lot of there's too many songs from the 80s where it's older men and the song is she's 16 or she's 17 and she's sexy and she's my kind of lady and no one I just, was like no one said anything right yeah Ugh, it's horrible so uh, moving on we're gonna leave yeah. that one in the 80s for sure right this isn't like a debate segment joe this is like for sure we're leaving no i'm i'm saying it in case anyone that has any pull at these 80 stations or at series 80s <laughs> on eight let it be known we don't want to hear this song anywhere 
I don't want to hear it. Because they do play it. I mean, it. you're right. It still does get played because it is, beca- I think, because it charted twice, it became kind of one of those classics. And mm-hmm. it really needs to be pulled from the rotation, like, big right. time. So the one that you have, you probably won't hear it very much except for, I think, you and I have both were introduced to it through countdowns. And- right. And unfortunately, I do hear it a lot. <laughs> Because I keep listening to the countdowns from 80 and 81. I listen to them over and over. And if anything's going to get me to stop, it will be the next time I hear this song. So I had to go a different route. I didn't want to pick another song that was like the same theme or the same, you know, reasons for that Into the Night. So I picked Should Have Never Let You Go by Neil Sedaka. It's actually a duet with his young daughter, Dara. So it's a love song performed by father and daughter, although Dave, when he first heard it, thought it was mother and daughter because Neil Sedaka's (laughs) singing voice is so high. Sometimes their voices are indistinguishable, Carrie, and that only adds to the freak show that is this song. I know. Well, you know what? Father and daughter or mother and daughter, equally disturbing given the lyrics of this song and... I, it's it's another one where it's like, okay, Neil Sedaka, you're trying to get your daughter's singing career to take off or whatever. There's other so, ways. Yeah. Well, I mean, pick any other song. Right. Like, this was literally a remake of a hit he already had from 1978 that he just restyled to sing with her. It's like, are you kidding me right now? Like, yeah, how- it's like, let the song breathe. It's only been... <laughs> Uh, resting for two years and you want to revive it with your daughter on some kind of little sick song that you want people to hear. You know what? It went to number 19, that duet, and The Blood is on Your Hands, America, from 1980. That's on you. I know. I mean, that's the funny thing that I was like, I don't know why I was just thinking about this today or why it just occurred to me today, but like these songs become hits because people bought them. People went to the store and was like, were like, I'm going to buy that record by Neil Sataka and his Carrie, daughter. Carrie, <laughs> I think in order for us to sleep at night, we're going to have to pretend those people were buying those records to burn them. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with you on that I'm, one. I'm not even going to play a clip. That's how upset <laughs> I am. I'm truly going to leave in the 80s. Okay. If you want to Google it and have the feds come to your house because now you're on a list... Be my guest. <laughs> laughing so hard. Well, it'll probably be on our playlist, although maybe Spotify nope. doesn't even have it. Yeah. <laughs> Are you putting it's your foot wide. down? Can't yeah, no. <laughs> this will not go. Any Okay, disclaimer. Any song that shows up in this segment, leaving the 80s, will not be on the playlist. All right. You'll have to Google those on your own, my But don't. Don't do it. <laughs> This has been a fun one, Joe. Kind of been all over the place. Yeah, I know. A lot of, a lot of laughter, a lot of tears, a lot of combination of the two. Right. Hopefully you felt some kind of way if you're listening at home or in your car, which I do want to thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it. I've heard a lot of nice things, like we said earlier, and we've got a lot of good ideas from people that will be coming up in the future. But you can also tweet us if you want, if you have an idea or something you want to talk about or a comment that you'd like us to read on the air. You can tweet us at HRT. 80s that stands for hey remember the 80s can email us carrie right don't we have an email address yeah it's hey remember the 80s again the 
80s is 80s in that uh, at gmail.com. So tweet us, email us, you know, however you want to make yourselves heard to us. Don't come to my house. I don't want to see you there, but otherwise accept all all comers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Joe, I have a special report for you. Oh, no. oh, I thought we were done, but okay. <laughs> I'm scared. No, it's nothing too crazy. Um, I just wanted to let you know that I asked my husband, Nick, if he had ever seen the movie Disorderly. Oh, no. <laughs> and he said no. So only one of us has been fooled uh, into a sham marriage with someone who loves the movie Disorderly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's on the annulment form. Like, what's one <laughs> of the reasons? But I let it go too long. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I'm happy for you. Thank you. I, I knew you'd appreciate that. Right. Yes. And I guess now I'll just remind everyone that my husband has seen Disorderlies and enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, let us know if you've seen Disorderlies. We want to hear from you. Maybe not, but mm-hmm. I don't or know. Or if you're a if you're a spouse of someone who <laughs> yeah. loves it, I'm forming a support group. Yes. Ask anybody out there that's in a relationship. Stop the recording right now uh, go ask them if they've seen the movie disorderlies and then make your choices accordingly mm-hmm. all right i think that's it joe awesome well i had fun i hope everyone else did too thanks yep. for listening thanks everyone uh remember be kind to us be kind to yourself and we'll talk to you again later bye, bye.